I'm Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. And this is the Ashcast. This is Electric Sisterhood, podcast episode number 638. Our anticipation for E3 is like our excitement for Christmas presents. Electric Sisterhood, home of the original. The fucking original. Girl Gaming to Gadget and Anime Podcast. I am Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. Welcome to a brand new episode of our weekly podcast, Panda. Hi. Girl, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You've been on your grind, sis. Yeah, I've been I've been kind of going nuts on it. You've been rolling down the river. Yeah, I just I'd be I'd be rolling. Mm-hmm. Rolling, rolling down that river. That's that's what I'd be doing. But it's it's all progress, and really, that's that's what you want. You want to be making progress. So, right. um, for those not in the know, I am actually in the middle of making a move. I'm moving down to Miami, making our way downtown. Yeah, way downtown. Like, so, so downtown. There are palm trees in her downtown. There so are. That, that is very inappropriate, and that's not what I meant. I know, but you said it, and we have it captured now for posterity. Posterity! <laughs> uh, but yeah, not so. Not what I meant. Not <laughs> I, to take out of context. So out of context. But I am, I'm moving from Massachusetts down to Miami in the next week. So it's so crazy. Wait, you're to become a Dolphins fan? No. God, no. <laughs> Patriots, dude. Just because I moved to another state doesn't mean that I lose my mass wholeness. Like, that's a I card actually, that you keep forever. I actually kind of hope, I want to put this out here that, because I know back in the day when, like, you were not living here and Eshdad was around, you would call him during the Super Bowl and always have that, how about them Patriots talk? Yes. And while I'm not good at the sports conversation, I kind of hope we could revitalize the sports ball? Absolutely. I can definitely do that. So, because here's the deal. So, uh, we were born in Massachusetts, and it's almost like a rite of passage. If you're born in Massachusetts, you love all the Massachusetts sports teams. But that, like, seriously, like, Boston is, like, just literally, you must I'm, love all I'm Boston sports teams. We, we, I've said this on the show plenty of times, that I am not particularly sports Inclined? No, sports like, ball is not your thing. Like I've never been to a Red Sox game. I've never been to a Celtics game. I've never been to a Bruins game, and I've never been to a Patriots game. I mean, I've seen the Harlem Globetrotters. Like that's the closest <laughs> to basketball that I've ever seen. And I mean, I used to go to Disney on Ice, but that wasn't necessarily sports. At right, but you were in the Garden, and so like, so so you have been to the original Garden. That is a yes. rite of passage for the area. So like, you have that. Yeah, right? I have that stamp, but yeah. I don't have any Patriots jerseys. I don't go I to do. the parade. I've never. I don't. Seen I don't the... do the parade because the parade is just full of drunk people and like. 
you can get that on St. Patrick's Day, or really like I mean, go, just go into Boston. Is it a day that go ends into in Y? Between Thursday and Sunday afternoon, <laughs> you good. You will see a drunk yeah, parade. I'm not the best Bostonian, but I mean, I appreciate the Patriots. Yeah, like, I mean, you got to appreciate pre- a dynasty, I appreciate right? Edelman and his booty and his. <laughs> I was, I was waiting. I was really. I mean, he, he, my fave. I mean, Edelman's kind of everybody's fave, let's be real. So that's why he's my fave. But, you know, I have been to a Red Sox game, and that's kind of like a rite of passage going out to Fenway. I should do it. I just don't find sports enjoyable. I didn't stay the whole game. I just... I hear a lot of people don't stay for the whole... Because, like, I could just watch this from a comfy couch at home and not be on these horrible, uncomfortable bleacher seats. Yeah. Because I ain't got box money. They they are horribly uncomfortable. You are not incorrect in that statement. Right. I could be bored at home <laughs> as opposed to being bored outside. Right, right. <laughs> but the the important thing is, you know, you, you want to go to Fenway at least once. If you're, you know, if you're trying to get the Bostonian boxes checked off, you can go to Fenway. There's plenty of restaurants out there. Hell, Jillian's is right there. So you can yeah, walk I, out and I've go over to Jillian's. Jillian's is good. Yeah, Jillian's is good. Like, the arcade level is really good. The bowling level is fantastic. The food's awesome. And, you know, the wait staff is, like, amazeballs. So you can have a good time at Jillian's. But there's also, there's all kinds of places around Fenway to go and eat and, like, enjoy and be entertained. But you definitely want to go to Fenway at least once. I, too, have never been to a Bruins game. I have gone to hockey games, though. When I lived down in Virginia, I used to go to Capitals games all the time because we had free tickets available um, to the office team because the owners of the company bought box seats, but they only wanted them for the basketball game, so they basically gave away all of the seats that they had for the hockey games, and nobody else in my office ever, like, entered the raffles to win the hockey tickets, so I won the hockey tickets every month they gave them away, so we would go to hockey games, and I really enjoyed that, um, so I know that I would probably enjoy a Bruins game, because I actually like going to hockey games, and they actually go, go by pretty fast. I would go to a hockey game, because I would, I, I would rather be cold and warm myself up. Than and it's not that cold. cold. It's really not that cold, so it's, but like, I'm it's enjoyable. I'm just saying that yeah. I would have an easier time acclimating because I run warm in my body. I'm, I'm, I too am not a basketball fan. So, but even saying that, I did go see the Celtics play in the original Garden, uh, because the Garden was rebuilt, the the home stadium, many many years ago. But I had seen the Celtics play when I was a kid because we went on a school field trip. So, because that's the only way that I would have seen the Celtics, because otherwise I wouldn't have it. The really the only team that I wish I had gone to see a game before I leave the state is the Patriots, because I am a Patriots fan, a huge Pats fan, uh, and have been from way back in the day when the Patriots absolutely sucked. So I'm talking like the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Still okay. love the Pats. Okay, when we sucked, we had nobody. Like, we had nobody <laughs> uh, on the team. But I- I've never been to Foxborough to see a game live. I've only watched them like on TV. But I'm moving to Miami. I'm not becoming a Dolphins fan or a Marlins fan or any of that <laughs> shit. Like, no. <laughs> Fucking Pats, dude. Okay, just because I'm moving, <laughs> I don't lose my mass wholeness. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying though. I'll probably say the things that wicked piss them more down in Miami than I ever have in my life living up here. It's weird. Like every time well, I, I move to someplace to hear else. That. Like, every time I've moved to someplace else, my Bostonian comes out. Because you're like, just in case you didn't know. Just just for those who forgot. 
you know, because a lot of times when you live a place for a while, you start picking up, you know, local colloquialisms and all that kind of stuff and mannerisms. You know, when I lived out in Tulsa, I definitely started speaking a little bit slower for me than what I normally speak, you know, and, and my R's started to become very soft. I wouldn't say that I got a draw, but I would start to get comfortable and it, it would definitely feel like, you know, I, Ninja I Southern. I have that experience, but I am still very much in Massachusetts, and I'm not opposed to leaving the state. Just, it ha- it's not there. The stars haven't aligned to make that, you know, the journey for you yet. Right. But, mm-hmm. like, I kind of look forward to when, because I feel like it's very much more of a when for me than mm-hmm. if. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I It's definitely just a... It's a timing yeah. thing for you. It's a, it's a when. It's a when for us, but it, it's more of a when than an if. But I am kind of curious about how my vocal pattern may shift. Right. Because I'm not great at impressions. You yeah. You and, you know, who dis, <laughs> or whatever we called him on my last episode. Husbando. Husbando is great at, at impressions and then I'll get all hyped up and then I'll do an impression and literally it's like to put it in frame of something else when I do an impression that I'm like so pumped to try to nail and then I don't the reaction I get in the room is as if I've dropped the the n-word with a hard r Ooh. like you hear you hear a record just scratch and you hear crickets and then and then the obligatory what was that comes out of his mouth. And like, I was trying to do an Irish accent. And he's like, no. <laughs> and you know, ac- accents are funny. Uh, there are some that I, I, I can mimic. You know, I, I do a American's version of British and Scottish and Irish. Like, and that's about it. it. That's a completely different podcast. What we're here to talk about on this one, outside of my massive move to Miami. I love how you say Miami and not, you. it's like, I'm leaving Massachusetts for Miami. It's like, you're going from MA to Florida. Why aren't we saying Florida? Because. Like, are you trying to disassociate the fact that Miami is in Florida? Maybe. <laughs> we all know where, well, I mean, not all of us. <laughs> hey, it could be Miami, Oklahoma. You don't know. Is there is there a Miami, Oklahoma? Yes. Really? It's pronounced Miami because that's the name of the tribe. Oh. That, that's, okay. Because mm-hmm. true, yeah. I can be like, I'm moving to Hollywood. And it's like California's like Florida. Or Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm, I'm moving to celebration I'm, Florida. I'm moving to Miami. <laughs> Regardless, we're not here to talk about No, we're here to talk about games. So let's talk about games. Sure, let's talk about games. Specifically, what we're here to talk about is E3. Because Uh, E3 is coming. Yep. It's like legit right around the corner. Okay, briefings start on Sunday the 9th. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, and I don't know about you guys listening, but I am mad excited. I mean, like, crazy mad excite about E3 this year. I'm a jaded bitch, so I don't care. You are a jaded bitch. <laughs> like, what, what exactly is going on with you? You know, I'm in a weird mental zone where, like, the things that bring me joy, like, that the staple of things that bring me joy still very much do, 
but I kind of, what's the word? I am um, kind of gatekeeping my joy. Sort okay. of like, it's like, it's all for me and I don't want to share it. So I don't say anything. And then when I do experience something, I harshly criticize it first. And then I decide if I'm putting it in the, I like it box. Okay. I think if you, if you listen to our show from, you know, like the beginning to now, where generally I think I was like, I love everything. Like in my like early twenties where I was like, experiences are great. I want to do all this stuff. I love anime, but and now I'm in my mid thirties, and I'm like, I appreciate. <laughs> I have to aerate it out with like a canter. You like you've wine. become more cultured in your consumption of things, right? And it's like the minute something is like passing, I'm like, um, it's so drool. I can't even. I don't understand why the masses are glomming onto this trash. Wow, really. <laughs> Really? Like it's, I really intern internally, yes. Case in point, and I mean we're kind of diverting from games, but since I brought up anime, one of my longest friends who currently moved to Arizona. So like everyone's in a transition period, I think right now in their lives. Or a lot everybody's of people are just, just making moves, branching out, making moves. She was like, "Oh my god!" Like group of friends, Fushigi is on um, Amazon Prime, and I was like, "Really." Now, mind you, I have the DVDs of them somewhere, hopefully, I think, at the old Esh house still, I hope. I'll find out. But I had that entire collection on DVD and mm -hmm. also on VHS because I was hardcore into it. And, you know, I'm like, you know what? I want to go down Nostalgia Lane. And I started watching a couple of episodes on who, um, on Amazon Plus. Yep. They don't have the dub, so I had um, so I had to watch it subbed, which is not bad. But I I watched it dubbed when I first came across it. Right. So I'm watching it subbed, and like as I'm sitting there watching it, like the nostalgia in me is like, oh my god, Haka and Miyaka, I love it, Tamahome, Hotohori, yay! But then, like if you looked, if you if I had a camera watching me watch it, I could feel my face kind of scowling. So I'm like. Ugh. the jokes just like it doesn't it hasn't aged well so the critical aspect of me right now is just like that's just it's so low low-hanging fruit humor it's so lowbrow and i'm so <laughs> well i mean I'm but so, that's the thing like as you age your tastes change you know and that's part right, of like, i think that you know part of me is seriously over it but the nostalgia in me can still appreciate the me that right. ate that shit up Right, right. Because there's a bunch, and I, I actually we're gonna divert like one more second, and then we're gonna go back to talk one about one minute, just one. Because minute. there was a bunch of I would say like old school anime things that mm -hmm. I remember us talking Utaku about early classics. on. But give me, you know give me that, some of that one piece that that have you know been reintroduced. On like a bunch of different streaming platforms, you know, if you look at Crunchyroll, I actually was kind of smiling to myself and I was going to text you about it, but I'm like, oh no, I'll just bring it up on a podcast. But Kyo Karama is <gasps> on Crunchyroll right now. Shut up! Yeah. The whole you thing. Know what I've, you know what I've had a hankering to watch? And I can't find it anywhere. And it makes me mad. So I yes. hope I still have my DVDs of it. Yami no Mitsui? Do you yeah, remember I haven't how seen that anywhere. Oh my god, yeah. But like the other day I was like, I was listening to a song, I'm like, that sounds like the Devil's Trill. And then I was like, how do I know what the Devil's Trill is? <laughs> I don't play instruments. And then <laughs> I'm like, how do I know it? And I'm like, oh, Yami no Matsuri! And I was like, I gotta watch it. Like, 
it's weird. Some of my nostalgia is still very full force running through my veins, but some of it is kind of withered and is like, hey, kids, get off my lawn with yep. your Boruto bullshit. And but that's, that's never been a big Naruto fan, so That's what happens you get when you get older, you know? <laughs> I remember when people were popping off about One Piece and everybody was like, it's the, ne- it's the next coming of, like, the best anime ever. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's actually really not. It's, like, not even... Whoa! And I'm like... I, I think... That One Piece One speaks to a very particular, like, highly niche subset of the anime fandom. And here's the thing, I'm not shitting on anybody's fandom, I'm just saying for me. I was not a big fan of One Piece only because my experience with One Piece when I was in college, you know, was everyone was complaining about how much of the series was pure filler. Yeah. So, like, it was during that big filler arc of, of the anime culture where, like, everything was padding itself out and it didn't make any sense. Yep. And literally, I would be on, you know, forums where people were like, hey, if you want to get back to the story for this anime, wait till episode, like, 27. Because episodes 23 through 26 are all recap and filler episodes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, good. So, like, I was cutting, I was cutting out commercials before Hulu made that a thing and I had to pay for it. So... <laughs> So I'd cut that shit out, and One Piece just felt like a giant big filler to me. And then I and met Naruto a friend in college. Way, so I was yes. like, eh, and Bleach had a couple of had a filler season that kind of I think hurt. Bleach its... had a couple of filler seasons that I think yeah. really kind of hurt it. Well, I mean, I stopped. I stopped watching Bleach after the first arc <laughs> when they first went to Soul Society. So that goes to show you my commitment. And I still haven't watched any more of uh, Attack on Titan because I think the after I heard the fact that the threat was inside the walls the whole time, it just blew, it killed all the mystery for me. It killed all of the run up for me, which was really kind of sad. So like nostalgia has this weird is playing this weird casting this weird spell on me at the moment. Well, With some things I'm just ugh, about, and other things I'm like, yeah, still seal of approval on. Well, let, let's talk about nostalgia because I think that that. At least for me, that plays into my E3 stuff a little bit. So what I first want to start with before we get into E3 is the pre-E3 announcements. You know, it's become almost part of E3 now that there are pre-E3 announcements. Well, yeah, everyone wants to have, they want to be the sun in the sky and they realize they can't do it at E3, so they have to do it before E3. Well, not only that, but also because they're, you know, the hype train, I think, I think the industry has realized that, like, a uncontrolled hype train actually ends up hurting them in the end if they They don't meet those expectations. So they've learned to try to mitigate some of that stuff, right? So we... I think they just all want to have their kiss me moment. Where they come down the stairs and, like... doesn't want to have that moment? But, like... True. This this (laughs) so this week, Kojima Productions released another (laughs) Death Stranding trailer that I really don't feel tells me anything more than I already didn't know about the game, which means Kojima's still doing it right as far as being Kojima. It's an absolutely gorgeous trailer. I watched it I think about four times. I, I'm still, How much sense did it make to you? None. 
That's the point. Yeah. It, that's, it the, that's the right answer. It answered no questions for me. It just generated more questions for me. One thing it did kind of give me, though, was it gave me a little sense of, like, what gameplay is. Because, really, I hadn't seen gameplay. It's been a lot I think of- that was advantageous for them because they've been very much heavy-handed with the, the mystery narrative and symbolism to... I think so for much Kojima, so the much hype train, the hype train actually does not hurt him, mm-hmm. and because he's Agreed. very experimental in his narrative and his storytelling, that's the stronger marketing strategy for him to take. But at the same time, I'm sure at this point, his team's like, you know, we've given them some, possibly some decent nuggets to this narrative, but they don't know how they're playing it yet. <laughs> Right. You know, so it was kind of nice. It's like, oh, look, uh, uh, an action wheel. Oh, great. A UI wheel. Oh, I can have a ladder. That's nice. (laughs) Right? Like, there's a motorbike that I can use if I can, I think, steal it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think think he stole it from that other truck. Like, apparently you can, like, trigger that, like, loot's been dropped to, like, draw some baddies near you to, like, get around them or whatever. I got a little, got a weird reminiscent of like a solid snake kind of deal. Yep. With some of the stealth and the Which wind, would make sense just, coming from a Kojima production right. team. So so I felt that through the the trailer a little bit. I thought it was really smart. However, it was far it was still far more heavy handed with, you know, trying to build up these these characters, you know, that we've we've seen in the first three trailers that they showed. With no real context to what who they are in the world or what they are in the world, and now we're getting more of the character setup where it's like, okay, we're getting names for these folks, and those names are probably going to have something to do with their character type. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, with that weird, creepy guy whose name I can't remember, the actor who I think is going to end up being the antagonist from the look Matt of him. Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, oh, am I like, ooh? I, we're establishing a why here, and I love that he gave this to us so early. Because at first I'm like, all right, you're clearly the bad guy because like you're coming out of the black, the black soup. You seem to be able to rise fallen people and things, and you like, seem oh. to be able to like command dead people. Well, yes, but at the same time, though, like in this trailer, we kind of got to see before that. Yep, and like you could definitely see that he's very meticulous and he calculating but at the same time there's also this paper thin rice paper thin veil of i dare i say like fatherliness dare you dare i say that but like a little bit like i can't wait to like i'm gonna this world's gonna be yours i'm gonna you're gonna have this to walk like it's it's only like one or two lines and he's clearly talking at something in a tube Oh, they make it very uh, clear that he's talking to the baby and he's singing the lullaby he's talking, to the baby. He's talking, he's talking to a bridge baby because they finally told us the name. Like, we knew yeah. that there was a baby, but they hadn't really said what this was. And we finally in this trailer got, oh, yeah, the bridge baby. Right. Like, yeah. It's the, kind of creepy. We're connected to the other to, side. The big like, you know, get through the trailer is you, you get through the almost, you know, nine minutes and we got a ship date. So Death Stranding is yeah. shipping on November 8th. And so on the E3s, side of the world I'm like okay if they're giving me this trailer and they're giving me the ship date before E3 then that means that there's no big deal 
being made at E3 about it. Because remember, no, but Sony I think it'd be not there, right? Which right. means it's not on the show floor. There's no right. media briefing, right? So, so, so that this means was, this, so the fact that they announced it early, which I think when we had this discussion before, what we thought would be strategically sound for, because we were talking about how Death Stranding had been very silent, yep, and we thought that it's because they were going to somehow bring something up at E3, and I think you'd ask me ideally when I wanted, yep, the release date to fall, and I had said. If they're going to be smart, they would do it around-ish the holiday season. And for for marketing and for, you know, commerce, Mm -hmm. marketing actually starts around October, November. So they they hit it right on the nose because this gives people time to get the product for their holiday season. Pre-orders in and all that kind of stuff because there are pre-order bundles for the game for sure. But yeah, typically your holiday marketing kicks off really after Labor Day. If you're smart, you already have your core plans planned out, your creative approved, and you start figuring things out in in the end of September and all the way through October and all the way through Black Friday into, you know, the actual Christmas shopping season, right? So like the timing's absolutely perfect. I think November 8th is a gorgeous date. For them yep, I plan to take two days off of work when that shit drops. I, I just because of the gameplay, I might. I'm, I, st- I'm not a hundred percent yet. I'm buying it, but I might. Sis, here's the thing: from what we've now seen, it looks like, like my kind of gameplay. It does, and yeah. I mean, and I that's what I was. Is, I had the question. I think mark the about. suspense and the horror elements. Well, granted, we're going to absolutely get those. But I think these these instances in this game may line up closer to like, Metal Gear than PT because that's well, that was kind of like my oh scale. well I mean was PT like where in the water forever now, I know so. but but this is the same team that was originally working on PT right 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 but, so but, so my brain was like okay so where on the scale between Metal Gear and PT is this game going to be because if it's if it's like past the midpoint and heading towards PT it's not a game for me. Don't get me wrong, me. I think we're going to I think we're going to have some high tension symbolism that yeah. will border on I can deal with on that. that suspense and fear. You know my cutoff is jump scare. I think you're going to get some though because Kojima Kojima Remember, he's not, Kojima adver- he's not adverse See, to a jump scare, but I he know, wants it to have but I a am, significance. I am jump scare averse. All right. Well, yes. So a lot of people are. <laughs> so, so this is one pre-announcement that came out. The next pre-announcement that popped out was from Ubisoft. And they came out and said, hey, we're not doing anything beyond good and evil at E3. It will not be there. Don't expect to see it. Don't expect to hear anything about it at the briefing. We are going to do a video announcement right before E3. So they're doing another one of their Monkey Chronicles, I think is what they call it, mm-hmm. which has been like their kind of dead diary. Hey, here are the updates and where we are. So they're doing another update on you know progress that's being made on the game, but they're not going to show any more gameplay footage. And I'm just like, guys... It's been 15 fucking years. Don't last Guardian this shit. Just give me a goddamn ship gate date, okay? Like, yep. it's, it's no, way past time. No, give me a gate. Time. Give me a gate. Give me, give me some UI. Okay. Hell, give, give, me, give me an FMV. Give me the ability to actually pre-order this shit. Like, let's just, let's just call this one done. So, and there have been a couple of other small announcements that have happened, but I, I want to get into the conversation about what we want to see at E3. 
because the makeup of the show was is so much different now than the last time you and I went together. Literally yes. the last time that I went. You know, you've got public in now, so media briefings really need to make sure that they are I don't want to say pandering, but it's the word I'm going to use. Pandering, pandering. to the consumers watching at home, the fans that are in the audience right then and there who will be able to go to the show floor and probably put in immediate pre-orders if they want. You know, you, you've now got to balance your, your show to be a sales vehicle and not just a hype vehicle, right? Right. So knowing who's going to be in town, who's going to be at the show, what are you hoping to get out of E3 this year, sis? I heard of the rumors of them talking about a fable coming up. Mm-hmm. And... I would definitely would love to see them talk about Fable because it's it's been a while now. Yep. I think people have been separated from that universe enough that they could revitalize it, bring us something new about it, and take us on a fantastical journey. And I kind of I'd love to say that I'd love for them to open up with it, but they need something a little bit more bombastic than that, which I understand. But I would love to hear more about if the, uh, I think it's Project Scarlet is what um, people are, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, are saying that that's what's being codenamed right now. I'd love to hear more about Project Scarlet. Um, and then, in all 100% honesty, I would like to, I would like to know more about um, that, the Campo Santo game mm. that they teased yep. um, with the two brown POC protagonists Mm -hmm. in like Egypt because like I'm ready I'm ready for a melanin adventure okay okay I'm ready I'm just ready for Campo Santo to come out with something else because I I just I love that team I think that they are highly creative all kinds of stuff and I mean also I think we I know I know Bioware was sitting there and like, yeah, we're probably gonna do another Dragon Age and we're gonna talk about the dire wolf and I have yet to see anything else about my man Solus because I got some words for him. Mm-hmm. I've got words. words. Yep. Yeah. And I need I need closure. Yeah, I you do. You actually I do. Yeah. I did everything for him and then just disappear? No, I need to understand. Was it me? Was I not for your cause? It wasn't. Was I not elfy enough for you? I mean, maybe you weren't elfy enough. Let's be very. Well, I mean, I I pursued him with all the other race types. <laughs> I was like, is it a particular thing? Do you do you need do you need me to be you need me to be human? No, nope, that's not it. Nope. What do you need do you, me to be to be? I will me? be whatever you need me to be, my emo prince. <laughs> Whatever. Do you need oh me to make God. a dead and alive journal, Schrodinger's panda? <laughs> I will do it for you. I am Just both tell in a relationship me what you want. in a relationship with you at the same time. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, are we gonna smash or nah? <laughs> and actually, believe it or not, if you play that game, you don't get so actually the answer to that is nah. You don't nah. get to smash. Nah, you don't. He, don't, he won't smash. He, don't, he will always no. pass, hundred percent pass. It hurt my soul. Yep. It hurt not my the soul. Hulk, not gonna smash. Um not gonna smash. Not gonna smash. So there are a bunch of things that I want 
like in my soul. And then there are also some of the things that I've heard that are rumored um, to be happening. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. It's true. So like you, I, I'm hopeful that Fable 4 will be a thing. I don't know that it will. And I don't know how it is a thing. You know, after that, uh, what was it? Realms or whatever thing that they were Journeys. trying to work the the multi table journey where like yeah. yeah it was fucking bullshit that thing I, I'm frankly I'm glad that it was you know, it was a capital bullshite the the decision was made to pull it back but like you I agree I think that you know Fable was such a fantastic choose your own adventure game and I mean I, they got pretty critical on that last one. I didn't like that just because hold I like to on. eat meat, I would get chunky really fast. Hold on, hold on. And I think that three kind of got away from everything. One and two. When I talk about Fable, you, I am talking about talking one about. and two. Three, I played all the way through. I didn't like the ending. I thought that it was kind of for everything that, you know, you had gone through in the previous Fable games. It was really anticlimactic. I agree. When I talk lovingly about Fable, I'm talking about Fables one and two. Okay. Uh, I would still, like, to this day, if I had to do it over again, I would buy three. I would play it through. Uh, I would not choose to lift the tax on booze so that every town I ran into, people were just <laughs> drunk and throwing up everywhere. You know, there are different choices that I would make, of course. But I, I tax the fuck out of people. Still, at the core of all the things, I did think that it was a great choose-your-own-adventure game. You know, I read a lot of choose-your-own-adventure books as a kid, and I loved being able to, like, make a choice and then see what the repercussions were of that. And and if I, you know, didn't really like that, I always went back to my last step and I made a different choice and I saw how that branched out. So even as a kid, I love branching narratives, right? Right. So I, I feel that the space, like you said... It's been enough time and we've been as a community far enough removed from Fable 3 and there's enough new players in the community that probably never played a Fable game before that right. this would be an opportune time to reintroduce and, and reboot sort of, if you will, the franchise. I would love I'm for Auntie little, Faye to come back to the table. I'm a little See what concerned. I did there, Fable, Fable. I'm a little concerned about it happening because Lionhead Studios doesn't exist anymore. Right. So it would be a new so studio. If, if it, right. It would if, be a whole, you know, reboot. It, it would be a complete reboot, I yeah. think. And I, I'm not against it. I just, I would really want to know who's behind it so I could feel. I'd want to ask the important question. Are you going to make me kill my dog? I'm going to ask you gonna, Or are you going to have the bad guy kill my dog? Right. Are you John Wicking me? Right. Because Fable John That's, Wick before John Wick was a thing. Yeah. Fable 3 did that, and that was some dumb shit, and that's another reason like, why I don't fuck like you for killing my faithful companion. I'm going to Dracarys all over your kingdom. Right. Once I find a dragon. As soon as I find a dragon, this shit is like I'm, It's burning to the ground. <laughs> what, I, what I don't want Fable to become, though, is Dragon Age. So 
That's why I no, really they're two very, they're very this two very different saying. properties. But but Dragon Age does so well, as you well know, in the industry. There's a lot of hey, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Let's just do that because people like that a lot. So let's make our game. But that. there has, but between the Dragon Ages, there's always been a capability, a brand new capability or function or aspect that they've improved on, right? Or completely just established. Panda, I I feel you. I'm not shitting on Dragon Age. What I'm saying is, I want. Sorry, it sounded. I got really defensive. I, you did. And I'm not shitting on it. What I'm saying is I want whoever, if they're working, if they're working on a fable game, I want whoever is making the fable game to not fall into the trap and the safety net of let's just make a Dragon Age game because Dragon Age already exists and it does what it does really well. I don't want Dragon Age skinned with fable characters. I want a fable game. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Okay, no need to defend. All right. Okay, get your anger sharks out of the water. Okay. Well, they have to stay in the water or they'll die, but I'll Okay, well, can you gate them off for me, please? Because one of them is looking at me like I'm a snack. Okay, well, I mean, you said something that, you know, wanted them to bite you. Okay. I can't control what comes out of your mouth. That was... I can't even control what comes out of my mouth. That's true. I was about to say that, so... (laughs) So that's that's definitely one thing I want and I hope to hear out of E3. The other thing that I want was Beyond Good and Evil. So, you know, I'll accept the video thing, but like, seriously, I need a ship date. Okay. We know that they're going to talk about the next Gears game. They've already been teasing that. Gears 5. Gears 5. And I'm ready for it. I'm ready to give my money. I'm ready. So just show it to me. Cause I'm ready, but but also out of E3, there's there's some there's one big one, and because Sony's not going to be there, I know it's not going to happen, but it really should. You gave me Death Stranding ship date, and I've had you know five no six six trailers now for Death Stranding. Yeah, what's going on with Last of Us Two? Like here here's the skinny. Like, okay. Like, Here's the skinny. Because Troy Baker is doing a voice in Death Stranding. Yes, he is. So he's like has to have been for the last couple of years the hardest working VO man in the business because Joel. Right. Last of Us Two, but like Last of Us Two guys. I think they one wanted to make sure that they were far enough out of their Uncharted bubble. I think they wanted to take a step back. Look, they showed it to us in the whatever I, I, the thing experience was that they did. I still don't know I what that know, was last year. But I think but, but I I think they were just trying to, you know, they were trying to keep the properties separate. That's know, why. Because, but guess what? Because because I think it's been you, forever since Uncharted 4. So when you when you look at Uncharted and you look like if you look at it from a UI controller perspective you know, the stealth, the attack, that type of stuff, they don't mirror each other, but there's enough influence between the two of them. And I think they wanted to give... I will agree, they're not distinctly unique, but it time no. has crazily passed. Okay. But, Uncharted hey, you, know, for... you know what else takes a really long time, but is worth the wait? Souffles. I disagree. Because I don't no, like souffles. Because if you fuck up a souffle... And then you take it out of the oven and it's not ready. It deflates and it's just a sad, mushy, brown pancake. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't like souffle. 
So it's not a problem. I don't have souffle. I want it all. I want it all now. It's been what? You want the whole world and you want it now. I do. It's been what? Three years since Uncharted 4 went out? Three years? Death Cycles on games are four or five years? I waited a long time for Kingdom Hearts and I got real disappointed. Yeah, you were mad at the point. (laughs) I'm playing it now. Okay, well, that's nice. Again. But, but, I and I felt your disappoint, okay? As you recall... I didn't completely disagree. I mean, I think you heard, I think you felt the collective disappointment of okay. all the KH but, fans. <laughs> but after seeing the video that they showed last year at E3, can we know that they're far along in the dev cycle? To go past 2019, the big show in the US, and not have more gameplay or a ship date or something just doesn't make sense to me. And to do it, you know, the way that the Death Stranding thing was done also just doesn't make sense to me. So I need Naughty Dog to do something and show me, give me a fucking sign and a ship date. At this point, that's all I want. And I don't care if the ship date is in 2021. Give me the goddamn ship date. Okay. What I want I to see, I don't think you're gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it, but that's what I want, and that's what this episode is about. It's about what I want, not about what's gonna happen, because we're not clairvoyant, and we also don't have like leaked lists of what people are presenting. Okay. So the other thing that I want, and this is directed at you. It is about satisfaction, actually, mm-hmm. and but it's directed directly to you, Ubisoft. I'm talking to you, UB. Look at look at me in the face. Look look at me. If you don't give me a good goddamn Splinter Cell game, <laughs> I heads my, will fucking roll. <laughs> do you understand the level of frustration and aggravation I have been left in since fucking conviction? <laughs> okay, which I bought conviction. And I played it with determination, okay? But Conviction is not a Splinter Cell game. They pre- It felt like they fucking gave up on stealth, which is Sam Fisher's whole fucking thing. Like, hey, guys. And we're like, we're going to make you a little more active. It's like they looked over we- at Uncharted and were like, we want to be that for like a hot minute. So I'm like, I feel like like with Conviction, Splinter Cell went through like a midlife crisis. Crisis of like, you know give me a good I just fucking want game. a makeover. That's what happened. It got a makeover. They went for a high-low when they didn't have the hip structure, and it's just a hot mess. Look, it's like they went down to Jamaica to get their groove back. And they got syphilis. You said it. I didn't. But <laughs> I, I, seriously, I will lose my ever-fucking-mind if I have to sit through one more new Rabbids game and no good Sam Fisher game. Like, Splinter Cell can't go out on conviction. There needs to be redemption. Redeem thyself. It needs to be vindicated. Okay. And I'm just curious of, like, what UB is frankly going to, like, bring and show then at E3. Because they said they're not bringing Beyond Good and Evil 2. There, okay. there will be nothing about Beyond Good and Evil 2 at E3. It can't be an Assassin's game. 
Oh, I hope not. Because they, they that horse, they, just they ran dropped. that horse to glue, and then went back in that glue's memory to when it was like a well, great horse. On well, the one of the things that they war. seemed to have learned was okay. We need to stop like trying to do this pace of like releasing an Assassin's game every year. And we just got Odyssey. It, well, it feels like we just got Odyssey, and they just released they a new the, massive fucking. Well, see, now we're gonna get that. now we're gonna get Assassin's Iliad. Stop it! <laughs> you're so crazy. Okay, no, they, you're right. They need to they need to leave the if they're not gonna move alone. the fucking narrative forward from when Desmond died. They need to just pump their brakes. Can we? Can we get? another desmond but not desmond like can we go through somebody else's history because because remember like the forward progression stopped at that game and then all the games that came out after that were earlier in the lineage so i just don't know if like they haven't figured out like how they actually want to end the story especially now that desmond's dead and they committed to desmond like doing the grand sacrifice or whatever but like you need to move the story forward because I don't want to do any more precursor shit. You've now already gone back to first the founding of the the assassins. Like, there's not too I much okay farther back that. you can go unless you want to go back to like assassins caveman, which doesn't work because the order wasn't established until way later. The order so wasn't you- established even when you had Odyssey. Like you're fighting this completely other group that was supposed to be like forerunner forefathers. Like there's only so far back in the forerunner forefathers that we can go. Like we've already gone there. So you if you're going Been to do there, another done that, check, game, please. you have to move it forward. So I don't want to hear about anything assassins unless they're moving it forward. Right? You know what I want? You know what I want? And this what is you, like what a pleasure that I know we'll so never get. But I was tell told. me what you want. What you really really want. When we do get assassins, can we get some like black assassins, like black assassins? We did. Did you? Oh, you didn't play. No, I want more Egypt. I want. Oh, you want? I want more black. No, I mean, I want like because Bayek was dope. I want like more and the sun bouncing off of his face when you slide down a pyramid. Ah. Also, I'd love another Saints Row. Well, that's not like you, one. So let's 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 uh, we'll put that bucket over here for like a hot second because I want to talk about that directly because that's also on my list. Okay. Okay. But like, I need to know what Yubi's doing because if it's more Far Cry, like I'm 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 tapped out on Far Cry. So like Far Cry stop. barista, you okay. go to your Starbucks and you have to work your way up the ranks to regional manager. Like I'm I'm Gotta get I'm your tapped tattoos. Out. I'm tapped out on Far Cry, so don't bring me another Far Cry. Don't bring me any more rabid shit because I'm really super fucking tired of rabbits. Okay. But rabbits like, go are... ahead and do your just dance thing because there's a lot of people that love it and I'm I'm always for games that encourage people to move and to be motion and, and leverage motion and music in a good way. I love rhythm games. But like seriously don't bring oh, me any fucking you, rabbits. You know Don't what bring me else any I want? Far Cry. What do you want? You know what else I want? What? I want less VR experiences. <laughs> <laughs> and by I less, you mean less. no VR experiences. No, 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 Either no, no. bring out a I VR do... game or just, like, shut the fuck up. No, no, no. Like, I'm uh, not... that's what I want. I don't want no more. I just want significantly less. <laughs> That's okay. what I want. So, 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 like, seriously, I don't know what I don't know what Yubi's doing, but I it it had better not be that they're big swinging dicks that they think are 
more Rainbow Six, which don't get me wrong, I love Rainbow Six, but it can't be more Rainbow Six and another Assassins and a Just Dance and Rabbids, and that's what they think is like going to knock people's socks off. I would also like for Square Enix to take its emu head out of its flamingo butt. Uh-huh. And I would actually love to see them do another The World Ends With You mm. for, like, the Switch. And yeah. for... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because that, they yeah. always said we were going to get another one. Now, granted, we got the port of The World Ends With You on the Switch a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and I debated getting it. I sat at a GameStop for eight whole minutes staring Damn. at it. And I got asked by three of the you bros. You walked into an evil Jeep I and then walked, had a debate. Well, because I had to go to the Marky Barky, and there was a Marky, there was a GameStop next to the Marky Barky. Uh-huh. So, like, I was already in the area, and I was like, I'll just peruse. And uh-huh. sometimes when I go into the GameStop, sometimes they have Sailor Moon stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so like I'll you know, go in and get I'll get these double treasure stuff. understood but I was sitting there and I'm staring at it and I'm like I did love like I loved the world ends with you and I mean and a lot of the animation style from the world ends with you is very similar to the animation style that we get in Kingdom Hearts actually I think they got a lot of their uh, inspiration from that animation style I think a bit I would like them to do the sequel that they promised us because they promised that the next time we got it, one, we would see the characters from the first one somehow in the universe. And also, apparently, our protagonist was going to be female. And I would love that to be true. I would like that to be in my hands now, please. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Again, things that I want to see. I am also with you. Where in Volition, where the fuck is Saints Row? I think we're now, I think we're far enough away from Saints Row now that I think it's time for another reiteration. Like, again, I'm with you. You know, like, it's it's got to be hard to, like, what the fuck do we do with this now well, we, that, like, we, literally we, we've made the leader of the Saints the president. The planet's been blown space. up. Everybody is, like, now in space living in a you know, simulated world with their consciousness because our and planet if that wasn't enough, Gat went to hell and came back. Yep. Like, so where do we go after that? Like, how do you do over the top after that? I understand that you kind of painted yourself into a crazy-ass corner, and I feel like part of it was because Volition felt like, okay, this is the last Saints game, so we're done, so let's, let's go for it. But then agents of mayhem didn't do what they wanted it to do and so now it's like well shit well then what the fuck do we do you do another saints game okay just if nothing else fucking do what yubi does go back to like the beginning before they became the saints yeah why don't we have a prequel go back in time that's everybody's solution for everything oh my god oh my god no they could it could be saints row five and they're in space and then redhead lady whose name I can't remember who also is like deep in her kink and whatever I can't remember what her name is she's gonna develop she's gonna totally to- um, Tony Stark here and she's gonna fig- yes Kinsey and Kinsey's gonna figure out how to travel through space and time and they're gonna want to go back to before the world blew up but she's gonna end up sending them all the way back to before they were the saints 
There you go, Volition. We don't even need like credit. There's your story. I mean, Volition, if you want to hire me to be a storyboard writer person, an ideas man, I could do that. Her services see, are just, available. Her yeah, rates are just, really just affordable. Email me at hireme.net/edu. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding Flash that's not my email you. you're an asshole so so I'm with you I absolutely I need another Saints game because Agents of Mayhem wasn't it I, and you know Fortnite is great and all and so is PUBG but that's not the experience that I want I want a Saints game so fucking get on that shit because I don't have enough purple in my life so like fix also, that also super massive games I need you to make another kind of until dawn but not that I need more suspense and le horror. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that, you know, Capcom gave me, you know, an, a revamp of, you know, RE2. That was bueno. Like, that was nice. But, like, I need me, I need me some more choose my own adventure with a slasher situation. All right. So, I need more fear in my life. Additionally, there's a rumor that I heard as well, and my soul needs for this rumor to be true. The rumor is that there's a new Bioshock game in the mix. And I'll tell you, you know, and, okay, and I've well, said me- this, I've said this many, many a times, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Bioshock 2. I didn't finish Bioshock 1, but I fucking loved Infinite. I from, really liked Infinite, too. From, from the beginning to end, I loved Infinite. I need, need another Bioshock game. I need to return to that, to that realm and that story. As well as it was done, I need more of that. I think, you know, whether it's doing more things in the Cloud City or it's doing more things in in Rapture or if it's a complete another environment that, you know, is a spinoff of something else and is its own unique story that's just in this realm. I, I'm just, I'm I'm down for it. So, you know, I don't care if it's like, you know, fucking Atlantis or, or like an island in the ocean that's in the Bermuda Triangle so like nobody can get to it but like weird shit's happening. Like, I don't know what it is. But I know that like as soon as I read it, the first thing I thought to myself literally inside my head was, Lord, please let this be true. Like that's the first thing that came into my mind because I had such an amazing experience with Infinite. And, you know, I just thought, it was done really well. Not just the gameplay mechanics, not just the aesthetics, but the story and the characters and the intertwiningness of all the things really worked out well. I never felt like crazy repetitive in any of the level stuff that I would did. I didn't backtrack too much. Like it was just a beautifully balanced game. And I just like, I fucking want to know what's up with Songbird. Like the fuck, like, please, Jesus, make this be true. So you know, and there there are a bunch of other things. You know, we do know that Nintendo is going to release a Treehouse video, like they normally do, and we'll probably announce a lot of things that are coming to Switch and probably some more third party things. And you know, I'm definitely going to watch that because I'm interested in that. I am going to be watching the 
uh, Xbox media briefing, which is happening on Sunday the 9th. I'll be watching it on Mixer because I want to get some loot. And also, I will be without my computer, so I will only have my Uh. phone. So I will be watching it on Mixer and hopefully mirroring my phone to my Apple TV so I can watch it in my hotel room. But I will be watching, you know, all the briefings that are going to be broadcast on Sunday and on Monday. And I will share, you know, my thoughts about them probably on our Facebook page. So make sure that you check out our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Land of Esh. I might do some live action, some live stream, you know, reaction videos or, you know, just just put some videos out. But I will have my reactions to those. Uh, and they'll also be on our site. So you can check it out on our site, electricsister.com as well. I, I'm in a place where I am not like riding a hype train for E3, but I am very excited to see like where the industry is going to be putting its focus on what they think we want. And then not only just my reaction as a consumer in this space, because before all things, I am a fan. I love video games. I know you love games, sis. Like we are fans before we are community journalists, before we are, you know, anything else. And E3 for me has always been a a moment for me to be a kind of quasi-professional fan, right? I I love innovation. I love creativity. I love using new mediums to tell new stories and new ways to people. Those are things that always excite me. And so I I am always excited when E3 rolls around. Even as jaded as I've been you know, for years about the industry and some of the practices within the industry. I am always excited to see what hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have been working on for the last three, four, five years to create a new immersive story experience for me to experience. That's always exciting to me. And I have a lot of respect for everybody that works on those games. Even the games that I don't enjoy, I have a lot of respect for the way that you approach creating that for people that do enjoy those types of things. You know, I don't enjoy playing sports games, but I appreciate just how much work EA really does to make those games feel like you are actually on the court or on the field and you are actually involved in what this experience is like from draft all the way through to making it professional, right? I have a lot of respect for that. So for me, what I hope what comes out of E3 is I want to see more games, stories, narratives, and things that have characters and complex stories that more reflect the complexity that's now in the game industry as a whole from the computer commuter set. You know, indie does it really well, but like you said, you know, the Campo Santo game, the reason why we both lost our shit about it is because both of what it seems the protagonists of the game are are sisters, and they're black, and, like, that that's us. It's like, there's yeah. a cool, inherent, like... I, I want to know more about that because that's like like me. I that's relevant to me. That resonates with me. Like ah ah ah, you know, we're not the mm-hmm. only community that needs that, right? And so you know, I I don't need to see another Dead Space game, like Capcom, like the last. I mean, I could use an I could use a new, a new fighter, something that makes it, like you know what, Crystal Fucking Dynamics. Give me another. Samurai Showdown. And not Give just the re-release? Not just the... No! No! Because the re-release want, wasn't bad. I, I know, but I want I want more. 
Girl, Pooping I feel your fins, you. you don't get too far. Girl, Legs. I feel you. I feel you. Okay? I just... <laughs> you don't know how long I've been waiting for a good fighter. Although I will say this. You have it. It's called Mortal Kombat 11. I mean, yeah. To be honest, if you're just looking for a good fighter, you kind of already have it in Mortal Kombat 11 because it's fucking dope. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say I have a hot take real quick. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. So, I'm just, and I'm just going to say the statement. And if you want to come at me, you can you can Twitter me at, at Ninja Sister. You need to stop. That is not your handle. Do not at Ninja Sister on this. This is a straight at Lady Esh. Like, don't... <laughs> Don't be using my name I'm, like that. I think I'm tired of Mortal Kombat. Hold on. What was the last Mortal Kombat you played? Ten. You played ten? Yes. More than one match? More than one match. Okay. I think I'm just done. Like, I think I need me... I need me a Street Fighter... I need me a King of Fighters. I need me um Marvel Capcom. Like I said, I need I need me uh, a Samurai Showdown. I need more. Okay, so you, what you're saying is that you from everything that you just said, what you're looking for is a nostalgia fighter, not a, a... Yes. Okay. That's different. Actually, you know what? I want Toshinden. Oh, are you? That's yo, <laughs> yo. I'm just saying. My can we go love back for to you. That? You don't understand. My love for you just grew like four hundred percent. Toshinden was yeah, the dude. shit. Hell yeah! Like, just think about it. What now, you know like, about Toshinden? About- how you know? What you? What I played I it? How have I, I not with- known this about you? I played it with hot mess like all the damn time. Yo, I did not know this. Thundering, come on! Oh my god! Come oh, I on. love you so much, bro. <laughs> but no, like I'm just saying, with all the capabilities that we have now, could you imagine what Toshinden would be like Yo. with the capabilities we got now? Yo, we need to start this campaign. We need to, I'm just we need saying. to be campaigning for this. Bring, bring that back. Yeah, hashtag bring back Toshinden. Like, let's make that happen. Hell let's yeah! Make that trend. That would be um, yes. I need it. I need it. I need a, a a nostalgia fighter resurgence. Okay. That's what I. That's I'm, with, what I I'm need. with you on that. I I will co-sign this. I will co-sign. You now have the co-sign. I mean, it doesn't really get you much, but you have the co-sign. No, but I appreciate that someone finds my opinion worth co-signing. Yes, totally on that so, I mean, co-sign. There we go. So yeah. Okay. That's so. That's with that being said, it's uh. There's a lot more that we could talk about and want out of E3. Ultimately, in the end of the day, I just want more excitement and I want all of the communities within the gaming space to have something to be excited about for them. And that's really what I want. So I don't want it to just be shooter, 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 you know, Fortnite remakes and more skins and seasons. I want there to be, you know, diversity and something in E3 for everybody. And I, I'm hopeful about that. So it's time for us to wrap up the podcast. What I do want to say before we get to our normal business is that we have a bit of an announcement to make. We've had an amazing, amazing time doing this podcast and running this. We've been at it for 13 years and we have just enjoyed 
all of those years. Well, I've been at it for 13 years. Panda kind of didn't show up for like the first five. I mean, she showed no, up. No, 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 no. It was for the first three. So I have 10 strong, a decade. <laughs> but they were the first three years were kind of, if I showed up. It I was, was a blessing. That was, yeah. And, and that if, was more of a. And if you a, showed up and were actually engaged in the conversation. That was even, yeah. I had been but touched ten, by But 10 years angel. strong of emotional, physical, passionate commitment. And then three years of, I'm not sure I want to settle down. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's accurate. But yeah. uh, we, I was casually dating Esh for the first few years, and then I got committed at year right. four. Right, but Esh was <laughs> in a committed relationship with you from day one. I know. It It needed to think about its choices. Okay. It was like I Beyonce clearly was not. I was clearly not in the headspace to make such a strong commitment, but I'm very glad that I stuck with it and grew to love it in a way that it loved me from the beginning. I think it's because it wanted me too much. And I was like, no. And then, <laughs> I feel like and that's then accurate. The, I feel like and that's then the, very and, accurate. And, and then the minute it was like, whatever, I was like, no, come back. <laughs> and so that's, where, that's what, it, that's what it's like. That's what it was like. And so where we're at right now is that we have made the decision to end the podcast at the end of this month. So, uh, we are going to, just to be very clear, the website's not going away. The content network is not going away. So you will still see reviews on our website. We'll still be putting out content on our social channels. So like those things are not going away, but we are going to stop doing this podcast for a couple of reasons. And the big ones are that at the end of the day, both Pan and I are at different places today than when we started the podcast and there's some things that we would like to do and so I am really thrilled to announce that we are going to be working on doing a streaming channel and streaming video podcast you'll be able to find us at Black Compat we will be on Mixer we will be on in some degrees varying degrees because I know that you like to stream from your PlayStation on on Twitch so we will also be setting up a Twitch channel at some point um, but primarily we're going to be streaming on Mixer games that we're playing we're also going to be doing our vidcast on Mixer we're going to be creating video content on our website so you can check out as Panda just did some hot takes where we're going to be sharing like our thoughts and quick hot takes on stuff so you can get it in a hot minute and we're really excited to be talking about and focusing on the entertainment industry as a whole, not just video games, because for both but of I mean, us... But video games aren't going away. We're no, just adding, absolutely We're just not. adding more to the profile. This is an always and, never or. Never or. You know, but we've just... There are a lot of other mediums that we have opinions on and things that we want to talk about that they don't really fit here at ESH, and they're also not, you know, just straight reviews of things, but more editorial and opinion and having conversation about these things. And and we want to have a way that you guys can be more part of the conversation with us. And so we just feel that this is the change that we need to make for where we want to go in this next phase of like what we're doing. And so we're really excited about it. We hope that you will check it out. Um, as I said, we still are going strong. So we are going to have a clip show next week because I'm moving and also trying to watch all of the media announcements and all of the game news from E3 next week. We'll be back the following week with our, okay, so our post E3 wrap up as is our tradition. And then we're going to end the month out strong with a very cool surprise episode. But 
I will say for me, I am just so thrilled to have been able to do this project with my sister. And I'm just crazy thrilled for the for the next project that we're working on. And I think that it, it will be amazing. And I'm excited to have you guys be actively part of all of these things that we're doing and not, you know, just reacting after the fact. I think that we'll have some really interesting conversations and I think that we'll have a lot of fun and we get to play some games together too and talk about comic books and TV shows and movies and anime and, you know, what we're binging and why and various actors and just everything. There's nothing that's going to be off the table as a topic for us to talk about and to do that together. And so we're just super fucking pumped. Uh, to get Black Compact going. So if you do some searches out there now, you'll find like our baseline social exists and a baseline website exists, but there's more TBD. So um, just keep that in mind. So make sure that you get these last episodes because it's the last of Esh. Esh is no longer fresh. Oh. It's it's not going to be fresh. And we behesh you to check out black wow okay well with that gotta wrap it all up so if you enjoyed this podcast then please make sure that you hit up our website electricsisterhood.com where you can check out the archive of the 637 plus episodes that came before it as well as some great articles reviews and previews from the entire team at esh right there at electricsisterhood.com you can get our podcast in itunes either through the desktop or through the podcast application on your ios device by searching for the the Eshcast and subscribing you that will make sure that you get our brand new episodes the moment we put them out on the web for as long as we're going to be doing that but please make sure that you subscribe and if you want to uh, feel free to leave us a review in itunes we always appreciate those you can reach out to us on our social we are at esh news on instagram at esh news on twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Land of Esh. Please make sure that you check out all of our social because as things are going down with E3, we'll definitely be sharing some of our thoughts and our opinions and probably trailers that we're in love with on our social channels so you can engage, hit us up, and get back with us. We love talking and, and sharing and nerding out with you guys, so please make sure that you take advantage of that. If you enjoy what we do here at Esh, then please make sure you check out all the other great, amazing content creators that are part of our network. That includes our homie King Baby Duck over at B3Crew.com with his bi-weekly podcast, No Borders, No Race, where he spins some amazing music from artists that you probably haven't heard of but really should. You can also check out our friend, Hamsterman2049, streaming live Wednesday nights at 9 Eastern on Twitch. You can check out his schedule and the games that are playing and what's coming up at smashedrook.com. One of my favorite human beings on the planet, Phil the Issues Guy with Phil's recap and review. His recaps are absolutely amazing. you got to check out his Game of Thrones recap. It is absolutely awesome on his YouTube channel, Phil's Recap and Review. And you can see his whole archive as well as some of his articles and other pieces on his site, issuesprogram.com. And then last but certainly not least, keeping you up to date with all the stuff nerds crave from comic books, anime, movies, music, video games, and more. If it's nerdy at all, the nerds over at nerdcrave.com are talking about it. So please make sure that you rip through all of our websites, bookmark them all, find us all on our social handles, give us a follow retweet, engage, quote, retweet, like, double tap, do the things, hit the bell, stay notificationed up, all that wonderful stuff. And until next time, I'm Ninja Sista. And I'm Pandalicious. Titties.